Coming up from the pod, we're going to review The Hustle. It's a gender swap on Dirt with Rotten Scoundrels. Uh, we also review The Long Shot. We've got Hannah Flint. Hi. We're going to talk about the MCU, talk about the latest things that have come out over the last week, and play box office higher or lower. Oh, by the way, Jamie's here as well. Hi. <laughs> In a cloud where there are already too many film podcasts, you have to ask yourself, what's the harm in one more? Two ordinary men armed with unqualified opinions. Talk Filmy to me. Hello, welcome to the Talk Film with Me podcast, the film podcast about news, entertainment, general pop culture. You are listening to episode 69. You know what that means? Keep it clean. We've got a nice studio. We've got great guests. I'm going to start on my right and then move along to the headliner. Uh, he's been on Essex Radio a few times, head of the Astronomical Society. What the hell are you doing on a film podcast? It's because he's my mate. Jamie, how are you doing, pal? Yeah, no longer the headliner then, am I? <laughs> <laughs> so down in the dumps, mate. <laughs> cheer up, mate. Cheer up. We've got some good, good stuff. Here. Anyway, that does lead to the headliner. Uh, journalist for The Guardian, Sci-Fi, Yahoo, Dazed, a million other one things, not to mention the host of Talk Film Podcast, Hannah Flint. No relation. How are you doing? I'm good. No relation, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> you know that scene in Die Hard where you've got the two Johnsons who turn up and they're just like, I'm Agent Johnson. I'm Agent Johnson. No relation. Oh. <laughs> is that Die Hard? Die Hard. You know when the 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 FBI turns up and they're like, "We're gonna take over now." What to the um to the police? Like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And the guy's like, "Do you want a breathment?" Yeah. Anyway, I, again, Die Hard. I'm I, I'll put leave that for the Die, die Hard. Die Hard is podcast. a Christmas movie. Christmas Thank movie. you. Definitely. Thank you. There we Thank go. you. Anyway, now we've made that big declaration. Shall we kick on with news? News. So Sonic the Hedgehog. Last week that trailer dropped and a load of people kicked up a massive stink about it. And rightfully so, to be honest. Are you? Do you like your video game films, Hannah? Um, yeah. I mean, I, look, I just think that with the, with the whole... I'm talking about Detective Pikachu now. Sonic the Hedgehog, that's in my head. Sonic the Hedgehog, I don't know if people need to really kick up that much fuss about it, to be honest. It's mm. like, what do they expect? Yeah. Kind of, you're... Cr- there's no but no one's gonna be perfect. Like I saw I saw Aladdin this week. I can't talk about a review embargo. But you Just know, a lot of tap t- once for good and <laughs> twice for bad. Actually, no, I did my social media thing. So if you look at my Twitter, I said I really enjoyed it. So mm. I won't go into detail. But you know, one thing about it is like people talk about the CGI and it's not gonna be perfect because it's it, it will never look perfect because it's not real. Yeah, it's yeah, this yeah. weird what? thing. Like we're not expecting it. It's a blue hedgehog. What did you expect? Um, but I just think it's so funny that they're that like in their feelings about it that they ended up um, changing it. Yes, that's yeah. so mad. That's How much do you reckon that costs? I don't know. Well, it's the same. We're in a world where more than it costs cost to. Uh, money, yeah, so. I was going to say more than it costs to change Superman's mustache. I'm not afraid there. Probably more than it's going to make. You know what though? I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking though. I was like. God, if if the if the director, good on him that he kind of you know, fair enough. He was like, "I'm going to change it." If only J.K. Rowling had that attitude to Johnny Depp. Yes, do you know what agreed. I mean? Thank like, you. I mean, I wish social media worked for the actual stuff we care about. <laughs> yes. I mean, who cares about Sonic the Hedgehog's teeth? Really? <laughs> do I care that Grindelwald is being played by a, like an accused domestic abuser? Yes, I do. Anyway, <laughs> there we go. So, yeah. Love it, love it. Just, just please, please, more of that. I love, um, I love the fact that people did respond to this to an extent. It kind of makes the internet why the internet's the internet with that hashtag, not my Sonic. Imagine how passionate people feel about that. But yeah. is this going to set? And I suppose this question gets asked every time when they drop stuff. Is this going to set a precedent? Right, as creators, it's a process, and 
saying stuff, seeing stuff without context means that you're not necessarily getting the full vision of something. Do we always, should we flip flap every time someone complains? Or maybe, why am I going too in depth? It's a fucking Sonic Hedgehog thing. This Who is cares? what but, annoys me though. Like, there's a difference between a kind of animated cartoon, which really means nothing. Yeah. But the same people who kicked off about Sonic don't kick off when there's whitewashing. Yeah, right? yeah, very true. It's like, these aren't like the issues. The people who moaned didn't care when like Scarlett Johansson, uh, I mean, whitewashing, transwashing, like, do you know what I mean? Like yeah, no one yeah, cares yeah. about that. So it's what annoys, it just feels like that if you're going to have that much level of anger, have it for the right reasons. <laughs> yeah, so true. <laughs> this is not the right reason. It's only Sonic. It's like, it's going to be a film that made, you're not going to think about it anymore. Like, and then in 20 years time, we'll be talking about it the same way we talk about Super Mario Bros as a fucking classic. Sorry, we have to swear on this. Yeah, yeah, by all means, the explicit tag will be on. But <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's a good mantra for life, though. I think, you know, well, people should stop bitching about stuff that doesn't matter and start actually focusing on the things that do matter. They're not just on Twitter or social media, but every day. I'm going to play like some amazing music, <laughs> epic music 80s, in the background. Eighties, please. 80s, please. <laughs> okay. Well, anyway, speaking about films that are making money, which we don't think Sonic might do, but uh, okay. Avengers. They absolutely have been stonking it at the box office. We've all seen it a billion times. In fact, Hannah, you. Tell me off mic that you saw it again today. How many times have you seen this? I've film? only seen it twice, and this is the first time, obviously the first time since I saw it a couple of weeks ago. Still cried in all the same places. Um, still, I just, I, the only thing I was kind of, is maybe questioning certain things. Like, things that you don't, I mean, obviously it's not a perfect film, but I was like saying to you, I was like, why didn't they just aim to chop off his arms? Like, why didn't they want to yeah. think to do that? Like, he can't snap his, like, toes unless he's very, like, what, very, what did you say, dexterous? Is that ambidextrous. Ambi- not ambidextrous, but you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. His dexterity is pretty good on his toes. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Um, and then, there was another thing. I was like, what about these time branches? Because there's a bit, I noticed, where the ancient ones, sorry to get really nerdy, but it is a film. Yeah, of course. But there's a bit where the ancient one says, and it's also, sorry for anyone who haven't watched it, but to be honest, you should have seen it by now if you actually mm-hmm. care about it. By the way, check out our spoiler special. It came out a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> there's a bit where the ancient one says, if you take this t- stone the way she says it, all the stones have created all the space and time yep, and everything yep. that we live in you take one out that creates a branch so then it made me think oh is that so it, is it not about changing the past it's about you can't, if you take any stone from the reality we end that'll create a new branch rather mm. so when they return it does that explain why Captain America stay in the past so our, our theory we sound like a couple don't we our theory <laughs> is that um, Cap was always meant to do what he does at the end of that film yeah. and Peggy just allude doesn't ever because you never hear anyone say uh, who her husband was and she yeah. kind of alludes to it in that one scene in Winter Soldier where she's like oh Steve saved uh, a bunch of soldiers that day and who would be my husband which you could translate into yeah. you know how you can read between it I never saw mm. the Agent Carter TV show so I don't know if like, yeah no, there was one guy in it I watched that and I did like the fact that the guy who played Jarvis I think his name's Dan. What's his name? Oh, no, he's in, he's in Endgame, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, he's yeah. in Endgame as plays Jarvis again. And then there's also, so that kind of backs up that theory where Doctor Strange says, if I tell you, it won't happen. Mm. So if Peggy can't tell Steve, yeah. we marry because then it won't happen. Mm. But then I was wondering as well, where, where are they dancing? Because as you saw in the 70s, she had graying hair. Yeah. Right. And she had wrinkles. Whereas in that one, the car that drive past was very much like a 50s, 60s car, yes. right? So I wonder if, they, like, he went, had enough pink pin particles to just go back again. So he dropped off everything and he was like, I'm taking an extra one. And now I'm going to go back to 1956 when she was young. Yeah. So yeah. the Russo's done a podcast with Kevin Smith. Uh, 
last week, which is absolutely incredible. If you get a chance to listen, it's two hours of them just talking about, not Russo, sorry, uh, the writers, Stephen Mc, uh, uh, Mc, McFeely. Yes, yeah. yeah and Stephen Marker, something like that. Yeah, and they were talking about uh, that scene in particular. And they, they, they essentially pretty much confirmed what you just said that oh. he kind of goes back after doing I think right I'm gonna have some of that life that yeah. that everyone else has been wanting for me yeah and it fits in with I think there's a um a comic book run where when Sam Wilson gets made Captain America hmm. and there's I think as they say eventually like he you know he loses his um when he loses his powers, a super serum just runs out at some point, and yeah. then that's how he just automatically. So I reckon that's probably what happened. I think he just yeah, he's just aged Peggy out. Peggy died, obviously yeah. aged out, and then that's why he seems so old. That's why he lasted longer as well, because yeah. you're kind of like, shouldn't yeah. he be much older than he is at that point? How much yeah. does he, he looks so much like Clint Eastwood with that makeup on? Why anyone thought that? He did. He did really. I thought that. I thought also like, damn, he's really hot. Still, <laughs> is he a guilt? The America's, America's ass has still got it. Um, but yeah, it's mad that it's made so much money. Yeah, it's exactly. not mad. I mean, well, we, all, we all kind of predicted, but who would have predicted that it would have done this well? And actually, to the to the news point is that this overtook Titanic in eleven days. And I'm not. And that big... was what five thousand something days for Titanic to yes, get to that point. Exactly. Yeah, and mad. I, I kind of slate him, uh, Jim Cameron. I think he's a fantastic film director, but he just says stupid stuff all the time which kind of annoys me but I have to pay props to him he's a great director obviously and uh, they've done quite a classy move today it's kind of a tradition at the moment like when you beat a box office record you show homage to that by making either a film poster yeah. or whatever um, I don't know what company it is but I suppose it's all Disney now isn't it Disney own Fox which owns a lot Avatar, of everything yeah. Yeah, so yeah it's basically Disney going to Disney well done Disney love From Disney, Disney. Yeah. <laughs> but they've done a nice poster sort of con- like. Con- oh I didn't see that yeah, yeah congratulating that. that oh that's really cool did you see what the Russo brothers come out and said today though they're a little bit annoyed by all the publicity oh yeah uh, I saw over- that hitting the box office you know, being the most ever grossing film and all that in 11 days because that's all people are talking that's about that's what they're talking about yeah. it's attracting from obviously what we were just talking about the storyline and the multiverse and stuff like that he said obviously he said he's flattered and yeah, yeah, everyone's yeah, enjoying it but he must have been climbing over his billions of yeah, dollars yeah, yeah, to even yeah, yeah. get the press Do you know what, though? Out. I do think there's like an element of taking things out of context. Like, I think very much like news lines, like, that's, oh, I'm yeah, worried. Yeah. It's like, he obviously is very, very yeah. happy, but yeah. he's more yeah, that, yeah, like, yeah. you know what I mean? I can understand a narrative, but I can, you know, see a lot of things from like... A, from an artist's point of view, artists, he wants yeah. people to talk about. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. actually interesting. I'm writing something for sci-fi about how... I think the New York Times critic basically said this isn't great cinema. And it, and it's kind of what they're doing, the Marvel Studios, like it's not great cinema. And I think Scott Derrickson replied saying, you know, what we believe what we're doing is great cinema. And actually, yeah. I think no, it, I think it is. I think I'm writing a piece about like we, you know, if you compare it to like the avant-garde and kitsch argument, like that theory, critical theory. Well, Marvel is kitsch. Yes, obviously, but there's room for both. And like these kind of avant-garde loving critics who are kind of saying, this is destroying cinema. No, it's not. There's a reason why they get indie filmmakers to come over. There's a reason why it's a billion dollar industry and people want to go to it. They can bring so much out of you. I'll cry all the time. And I'm one who's, I think I'm quite discerning whether a movie's good or not. I think most people are. And like, this is great filmmaking yeah exactly why do you go to cinema you go to cinema to be entertained yeah and during these films whether you like it or not if you just put aside your hang-ups on comic books or on big blockbusters or whatever you go through journeys in this film yeah like 
that 11 years of payoff, I mean, I'm, you know, I, the amount of times, I've seen it three times now, and when you hear on your left, like, yeah. I well up because it's Oh, my just God, like, when he says Avengers Assemble, I was yeah, like, like there's only, like, five of us in it. Yeah. I was like, yes! But then, but then you, you go, wait a minute, he's only muttered that. So he's not saying that for them. He's saying that for him. Yeah. He's getting himself ready. And it's just, you yeah. read between the lines of so many things. And um, <laughs> how can that not be a good thing, the fact that everyone comes out of that experience feeling just so much joy and so much fan service to something they've all invested time into so yeah, yeah. Mm. I think also I mean I get the criticism like for sure if they're dominating this is all we're talking about like and all what people go into the movies for yes we want to make space and obviously space for indie films of course but mm. I think there's definitely room for both and I am slightly concerned about Disney's like monopoly and everything though That's, <laughs> it do, it's getting a bit much mm. yeah mm. don't I hope they're not listening and stopping <laughs> me to screen <laughs> I guess there isn't like an organiser you know it's like a monopoly for like supermarkets I don't know how I'm going to link this in but just well about. like technology companies yeah, they, stop it. The they stop it they but, don't know yeah, Tesco's so like, yeah Sainsbury's wasn't allowed to buy Asda we're not being sponsored by either of those but why why are Disney allowed just to buy everything why is that not is it not the same thing for creative industry there was or? that thing, no but there was there was a I think there was an investigation into it when Sky wanted to because technically because Fox, Fox were is, about to yeah. buy Sky yeah it's like this whole thing so is that just in the UK there is but there's things that they've changed where I think it's because it's an American company might be slightly right. different. But um, there's things that you can't do. Like, do you remember you used to have Warner Bros. Cinemas? Mm. Yeah. Well, they changed it so actually no studio can own cinemas anymore. Oh. Wow. So that okay. because, again, it's like... Um, Favourite their film, I, I, I suppose. Yeah. Exactly. Com- I think there's a word for it. I can't if I've literally lost it. But it's just kind of um, making sure there's there's c- competition. Do you oh, know what I mean? Right. So you can't... Yeah. So it was interesting when Netflix actually bought that, um, bought that famous cinema... In. Yes, but what they're doing is that they'll—it's st- not that they've bought it out; it's more that they're supporting it. They'll still do normal things, but they'll host anytime they have a screening or something yeah, like that. Yeah, what's wrong? Ro- and it's opinion, a streaming service, that? so it's not yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah exactly. So. Oh my god, I feel like there's a whole conversation about your view on like streaming services and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Oh, there is. I mean, do we have <laughs> but, time? <laughs> no, 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 pause that for a second. Anyway, let's talk a bit about, while we're still in the Marvel world, let's talk a bit about that Far From Home trailer. This dropped on Monday. I've, I mean, it kind of the Russo's literally spelled out to us a few days before when they said, look, if you want to talk about spoilers, you can do it from Monday. And people are like, oh, okay, cool. They're just saying that, so it's a weekend. No, because this big trailer was dropping. Yeah. Uh, have we had a chance to see it? What's our thoughts on this? Um, Jake Gyllenhaal, I'm all about it. <laughs> <laughs> Very excited for it. Yeah, um... I think it's a misdirect. Yeah, I, yeah, I agree think with you. they're always sneaky. I think more that I just don't. I think Mysterio is historically a bad guy. Yeah, and I think it. I don't. It's a complete switch. Fan, I think if fans. I think they're trying to lead it this way to make us think, yeah, of course, that they're going to switch it around. And I think if it's not the case, because I've heard read some stuff that John Watts has said, um, and and he was like, oh, yeah, it's really cool to do something new with a mysterious. And I was like, yeah, but let's not make it that new. <laughs> and also, my only thing is, is like in the first Spider-Man, well, I say first one, Spider-Man Homecoming, not the first ever Spider-Man that goes back ages, isn't it? <laughs> but, um, you know... Um, Adrian Toomes wasn't actually like your conventional bad guy hmm. I think I'm worried that I don't want to have it I don't want to have rather I don't want to have it too much of people where it's like they were good and suddenly gone bad I kind of want an evil bad guy do you yeah, know what yeah, I mean yeah, yeah. I kind of like what I loved about Hela in Thor Ragnarok oh she was incredible is that she was just 
bad. Yeah. And like even Thanos, he was like evil. Like even though he's got a warped logic, and you can't understand. No, he's pure evil. The way he just murdered people, like that's. Mm-hmm. But if it's kind of like this, you know, Agent Teams, he only did it because. You know, he's actually only a thief. And then it became that he got so much power to his head. So it's like a kind of easily corrupted person. I don't want it to be... I hope Mysterio is like a bad guy. Sometimes it just needs to be, like you say, cut and dry. He's a bad guy. And who cares, right? That's it. That's the that's yeah. the narrative to it. That's another thing I cried at when Ned and Peter reunited. That oh, my God. Because he got snapped, didn't he, as well? Yes. Yeah, see, yeah. I'm not, I'm just, I said this arsehole, didn't I? I'm just not a Spider-Man fan. Are you not? No, just I don't know what it is. Just, is it because you've seen too many of them? I, it's think, like, I think the first few were so terrible. Like, the, uh, going back years, not the... What, the, the Andrew Garfield? Same, the same, same Rainy yeah, movies? Just, just, oh. just didn't like him. Just didn't like anything about him. So I've just got <laughs> no interest in him at all. I didn't like the Andrew Garfield's one. Yeah. I know, yeah. What, but what I like about these ones is that I think Tom Holland actually feels like a teenager. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Right. He, he, it's not he's like, like 90210 schools yeah, of people yeah. in their 30-somethings going, hello, fellow kids, in a yeah, sleepy, seamy yeah, sort of yeah, way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Maybe I need to give it a chance. Maybe. I think, to, I mean, did you do you like Tom Holland as Spider-Man in the in the other films eh, it's hard to get over the fact that he's Spider-Man I just think Spider-Man's a bit of a wiener oh. just in terms ah, of superhero yeah. you know yeah, fair enough. Uh, I've got opinion. bit by Radioactive Spider should be dead uh, <laughs> say that about the Hulk as well uh, uh, shouldn't but, Captain Marvel be dead yeah. like everyone yeah, should yeah, anyone should be dead, be dead. Right. <laughs> so they, let's just assume that they can but no it's just like it's suddenly you know you know, depending on the, the film that you watch, he either develops the ability to shoot webs or develops a machine that can shoot webs. And like, he's like fifteen. Yeah. Uh, so he's got advanced knowledge and composite materials, and and then can use them. Oh, so it's the it science ever. teacher yeah, coming out. Yeah. In you. The science is hating it. <laughs> well, to your... well, the jury's out on science. <laughs> Fair enough. I'll give you that. So the. Your point about Andrew Garfield, I, you know, I concur with that. I think Andrew Garfield is a great Spider-Man, just didn't get a great movie. Like, uh, yeah. What was it they said? I think it was, um, was it the, they said about Spider-Man the second one was that there's just too many villains. Oh my god! Like yeah, there's yeah. so much, and yeah. then, and I think that was because is it Avi Arid? Avid, who's the guy who's basically owns Spider-Man. Oh, yes. Yeah, pretty yeah. much owns it. And the whole thing was like, because he came from like a toy company yeah. or something, <laughs> the reason why he was doing it, he was coming from a merchandising point, point of oh, view and yeah. saying, let's put all these yeah, people in. Yeah, it's yeah. like, that's from a creative point of view. It's bullshit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, but I like Spider-Man. Um, I really like Tom Holland's version of this, uh, of, of of how he, his interpretation of it. Mm. I mean, I do think it's... I do think it's interesting in the multiverse thing that is set up and obviously mm. that would make what I like about this. If that is going to happen, obviously it's a great way to introduce X-Men and explain why they're not there. Yeah. Because and Fantastic Four as well, right? Can Fantastic do Four. What thing is interesting, I was thinking, Deadpool has a timeline, has a time... Um, has its own um, time travel. Yeah. So how does that fit into the time travel theory established in MCU? <sighs> so will that even work? So can they even cross over? I'm pretty sure Deadpool will explain it at some point to the audience. When yeah. <laughs> but that's the reason why it works. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think it'd be good. To, I mean, my big thing with X-Men is that I just want a Rogue and Gambit movie, but yeah, I also yeah, want yeah. Generation X. Oh, okay. I think that would be a re- They did a movie ages ago, which was shit. But I think it would just... I don't want to see the same Yeah, we've heroes. seen we've seen those stories. Let's let's move on. Like, I think we've never seen... I know we've seen Rogue and Gambit, but we've never seen as they were. Yeah. As, and as it was love- meant on the page. Yeah. 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 Also, on the cartoons, I live for. Oh, yeah. 
give us that theme tune. X Men, like the animated series, is just brilliant. I also want them to wear the bloody costumes as well. Yeah, I loved her little jacket. No, but her little jacket and the yellow jumpsuit. So yeah, it was great. So yeah, no, I hope that's hopefully that will open up. But I don't even the multiverse thing could be. Could be just a red herring. Do you think? Well, they, they've, they've talked about this in Doctor Strange, right? They even said that. They kind of laced the seeds for it there of talking about multiverses and stuff well, like that. Well, there is. So, Quantum Realm is another yeah, like, exactly. thing so, set up. But the thing about the multiverse, which is interesting, is that I thought... Because you know there's the Chrononauts. Mm. Paramount has the rights to that franchise. Right. So they can't use it. So when they said the cro- chrono ship, which is interesting, I was like, oh, how have they got... Because there's certain things you can't say. So the reason why you've never heard of... Um, Mutants in the MCU is because Fox owns the rights it's to the that term, word. It's the term, don't they? That don't, term. Yeah. That's what oh, I right. would say, the enhanced. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting to see. I'd like to kind of go a deep dive on all that type of I'd stuff. I'd hate to be the person who sat there and went, right, so Quicksilver's going to be in both films, but there's certain narratives we can say. We can't talk about the heritage of Quicksilver in this but film. This but this is what I'm saying. If yeah, you have yeah. the X-Men universe and another one, well, no, it's all, it doesn't even matter. matter now. Yeah, it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, at this point. Um, what else was I going to say? Oh, I was say on that as well? Oh, my, my colleague at Yahoo Movies, Tom Butler, his theory about the X-Men is that when... The re- well, how they could do it is because he's got gamma radiation in him. Yep. He, when he snapped, when he brought people back, those who had the mutant X gene that triggered it, and ah, that's how. Got, okay. But then, but only problem with that ah. is that you've got people. They're how all, would you explain? They're all origin stories at that point now. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So how do you, you can never have? I suppose they wouldn't do Wolverine again, but they will do Wolverine. Yeah, again. of course. You like, don't. At some yeah. point, it might be twenty years time when we're. God, oh God! I mean, that old. slate you were talking about. You maybe we said we we're going to talk about yeah. the whole Disney slate. How old are you going to be when oh the Star Wars films come yeah. out again? <laughs> I know. But uh, just to round off the Spider-Man stuff, uh, the Twitter account for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse tweeted a picture yesterday of Into the Multiverse We Go, and then put a two symbol there. And it's just there's something about the timing of all this. I would love it if you get a in this obviously. Into Spider-Verse was absolutely incredible, done really, really well, got lots of great recognition. It's inevitable there's going to be a sequel. Yeah. I'd love the fact that... And there was no Tom Holland version of Spider-Man in that. I'd love if there was in this sequel. Oh, really? I, well, yeah. I, I hope so. Maybe they're thinking the timing. I don't I know. I think that'd be cool. I just hope that... I mean, I don't mind the multiverse stuff in this Marvel thing, but I think multiverse as a narrative has just been used too much. Yeah, and... It's a bit of a cop-out, isn't it? It's just It's, it's like, everything. oh, and they woke up and it was a dream. It's but yeah, like that, it's like... It? I'm, yeah, yeah, like, there's the OA, Russian doll um happy death day two to you like spoiler alert yeah sorry (laughs) sorry i was that but again i feel like it's becoming like the thing that people do now oh come on can we move on from that so yeah yeah. and i feel like the way marvel seems to really work best is when they take they show us a universe and they bring us back down to reality and a great example of that is Age of Ultron, then going into Ant-Man, of bring it down to a nice, small, restricted story. Yeah. And I want... Now we've had... The stakes have, can't be any higher. They've literally saved the universe. Half the universe is, say, has come back from the dead. So bring us back down to a grounded story where we can start to be built up again, where maybe yeah. in five or six years' time we get an Endgame-style movie. Yeah. So I... But then again, these storytellers are so good. There's so much joy to be had, so let's see where they but go. But also, they've just... In, I mean, I know that the, um, the scrolls are... Obviously, what we saw in Captain Marvel, these yeah. were kind of the good scrolls, but there's plenty maybe of bad scrolls. Maybe there. there's bad scrolls. And yeah, I yeah, think yeah. actually that could be a really good way of doing it. Do exploring it. Also, I'm really excited to see how they'll introduce Kamala Khan because I think obviously she, she, her relationship with Captain Marvel would be mm. great, but I think they need to establish Captain Marvel a bit longer. Yeah. before they introduce her but well, yeah I'm very excited for all these new characters well, exactly. it's like people were talking about Adam Warlock how he was introduced in volume 2 and it's like I, he's not going to be an end game because it might well and obviously justified by it but 
he's, there's so much backstory there, so much lore you want to tell and how much it can be intricate to these stories. Mm. You don't want to just shoehorn them in yeah. in the next available film. You want to be able to tell that story and yeah. tell it appropriately. And they've got the time and money, obviously, to But also, to this, do this is the line and sand now. Yeah. Like, that's it. That's like, it. There's move no on. need to... We move on. Mm. I mean, I'll obviously have mentions of these ca- characters like Cap and Iron Man and stuff like that in future, but, you know, this is time to really push it and hopefully bring more, like, give more female-led act- films. Like, we don't have to just have a little moment in a final battle. We'll actually see these women mm. leading. Yeah, it feels like it's leading to that, doesn't it, really? I think, yeah. I think the last, especially the last maybe three or four films that Marvel have built that the female characters are definitely getting more more showtime aren't they and I yeah. think that's building towards I mean I'd love to see a bit more Captain Marvel uh, oh I can't I mean, well, yeah I, I, felt, I felt a bit cheated after watching Captain Marvel because I, I, I went and saw Captain Marvel quite late after it came out so I could watch that and then watch right straight yeah so I, I was really I really liked that film and then I was a bit disappointed she wasn't in it more, I understand what end game, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I understand why because if she She's, had, it would have been over in seconds, yeah. <laughs> she <laughs> yeah, was taking her head button and job also, done. But yeah. also, it's not her movie, yeah. it's yeah. Avengers, yeah. and I think you have to say that. I mean, speaking of feel like whose movie it should have been, like Black Widow, I mean, yeah, I yeah. mean, I. I even know, I, you know what, you can really love a movie but can also recognise all the faults in it. Yeah. And actually, Endgame proved just how much day they did on Black Widow throughout the, throughout the movies and the fact that. It's just annoying that we're only going to get this movie now. This, and it's a retrospective, prequel. right? It's like a prequel. We, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's a prequel. Um, and it's obviously going to be set. You can't set it too far in the past, but I think yeah. it's obviously going to be set somewhere like after Civil War or whatever. But um, I just think the way, I mean, you can, I mean, it was good. She wanted to get rid of the red in her ledger. But I just think the idea that you can just get rid of her and suggest that because she, you know, it's like the family. He, Clint's got family. It's like, yeah. but the fact that she's not a full woman because she can't, she was sterilized. Oh, like she yeah. has family as well. Like he should have died. He just went on a killing spree for the last five years and murdered people. Like, in like, I don't care if they're good or bad, but like, yeah. I think it would have been better. But if they were going to do that, they should at least sent her off at the same time as Tony yeah. of course they didn't have time to do a proper memorial but they could have oh, like yeah. you know sent off something with her like a, put a cat suit on a bloody reef or something and <laughs> send that off I didn't even think yeah, they could have at least yeah. just put a little post-it note on that reef and went oh and, and Tash too you know yeah. right but, also slightly yeah. weird that they, sh- they gave away his like first um, what's it called Art reactor. Heart, heart yeah, thing. Yeah. it's like that's like expensive technology and very who un- can find it and quite explosive yeah, I'm very surprised. Quite dangerous. Like, if a child yeah. finds out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jamie, always speaking about the logistics of well, this. Well, know, someone's got to. Think of the children. Someone, what about the safety, mate? You know, you've got to think about that. I do actually hope as well. We saw Maria Hill in Spider-Man Front From Home. I hope she does more. Yes. I think she's a great character. She's been there for like nearly 10 years. Like, they yeah. give her time to shine, right? Yeah. I Hopefully this will mean more, like you said. Hopefully more female yeah. characters are going to do, do more in it. I'd love to see Valkyrie do a bit. Oh, so. she's incredible. You've seen her out. I mean, I'm not... I'm not uh, necessarily an avid follower of this stuff, but her outfit at the Met Gala, like that massive whip thing, do you see? It's... Oh my God, strangle me. <laughs> strangle me, Tessa. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so we'll wrap up news just quickly, just in terms of, you ma- you mentioned that massive slate that Disney yeah. dropped. As a, is it because like a stakeholder thing, like they have to announce the films and that? What's up? Well, I suppose it's kind of, yeah, I think it is to say, look what we've got going on and like stock prices and stuff yeah, like that. keep giving us more money. Look yeah. How much money we're God, it's mad, isn't it? How much is coming out? Um, and now with Fox and stuff. Oh my God. You're going to have either an Avatar movie or I'm a so Star Wars movie. I'm so not interested in any more Avatar no, movies. No, it's not necessary. I don't care. No one's asked no. for these films, have they? I don't care. I saw Fern Gully. It was good enough. 
Yes, that's, just, that's my avatar. <laughs> you know what it, you know what it is? Avatar. And this is just peak arrogance, really, from Jim Cameron, mm. I think. It's like, no one cares about a five-film story from, like, Avatar. Like, you are a good director. You have mm. so much to write. You could do so many things. You're just going to tell the same basic story again. Yep. And once again, it's this also a white savior narrative of, yep. hey, we're the white people. We're going to teach the primitives and save the primitives. But it's, it's actually like, no, you're coming and colonizing these people. Yeah. And again, it's just, and then, oh, I just, I can't, I can't with it. I love the the way you went straight into the political undertones. I was just like, I've had enough of blue monkeys. <laughs> yeah. and I, I was just like, he should ripped off Dances with Wolves. I went happy. Yeah, oh, Jamie's a massive Kevin Costner fan. I yes, love Kevin Costner. <laughs> I do. See, now you're, a, <laughs> now you're the wrong one. No, <laughs> Kevin Costner is just wonderful. But he's, he's, but he's also like... He has done a few white saviors, even in even in bloody um, hidden yeah. figures. Yeah, white savior. That character doesn't even exist. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah but when Cohen Costner wants to be in your film, I suppose you you True. make exceptions. And plus, he's writing the films a lot of the time, isn't he? So, oh, uh, God, who's yeah. going to be the hero? What about me? <laughs> I mean, he is the most heroic person ever. I he love is. him so much. I like much. to think it's like a Jafar-style thing, where it's, oh, wouldn't you believe it's me? <laughs> anyway, just to wrap off trailers. That was a very Stewie voice there. Thank you from Family Guy. Thank you. I've been, uh, I've been perfecting it. Um, just to wrap it off, It's Chapter 2, oh. trailer dropped last oh, night. Yeah. Oh, my God, I had so many scary feels from this. What was our take on this? Yeah, like look, I I wrote up an article, wrote up an article because they did um, I think they screened it at like CinemaCon or something. So good to see that was everything that people said was in that trailer was there. It did look really freaky. I love Jessica Chastain. I really like all the actors in it. I really enjoyed the first one. Yeah, um, I didn't think it was that great. scary though. The first one. I'm a wimp. Yeah, I, no, I, I, I was scared. I by it. No, it, it was unsettling. It was unsettling, and and it was almost a bit like rousing. You know, they yeah. they, they came together to defeat the. <gasps> Do you think um, that because it's, it's kids that maybe, like, I think they're going to be go darker because now it's adults. There's yeah, something about people don't want to see kids getting like I mean, <laughs> traumatized. Up, have, yeah. have you read the book? I haven't. No, I, I haven't either. But <laughs> um, well, a good friend of mine is an English teacher. Yeah. And uh, he was telling me, um, and my missus as well was telling me, but um, when we were driving back yesterday, we watched the trailer, so we pulled, we pulled over to watch the trailer. <laughs> like, I like the commitment. Let's watch this. Um, and uh, they were saying that actually in the original book, there's some pretty dark scenes yeah. when they were kids in the sewers. Really? Like, they got lost. And so... Bad. They, really they, bad stuff. No. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, but, but not, <laughs> they had sex with each other. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know what, how else to really? say. really? Yeah, they, they all just had sex. Hold, wait a sec, was this a, a thing that they... Yeah, was was this, the was children this, had sex? Yeah. Was this a book confiscated by, no, from a kid this, this and the teacher... Book, yeah. Uh, I don't know where Stephen King's mind was going, but yeah. Apparently Excuse me while I pop to Watson's and buy it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's yeah. mad. Turns out yeah. it's Fifty Shades of It. I was like, no way, you're yeah. making it up. Funny story about <laughs> Stephen King thing is that, you know, um, Pet Cemetery, which I was not really a fan of. At no, all. I didn't enjoy that. Um, yeah, I wasn't really a fan of. But interesting is that when he wrote that, both his wife and I think a writer friend, he basically had one book left on his contract with his publishers and he just wrote this and he said, yeah, it's just a bit too, it's not really that good. <laughs> and they were just like, okay. And then he realised he had to do it. So he just like submitted that one. And it's funny how now it's become like after the movie, which was directed by Mary Lambert, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was like this one that everyone's like, oh, it's amazing. But it's like, it makes no sense. Why would this guy, old man, just like tell these people like, oh yeah, you know what? 
bury your cat here, even though I know everything that goes wrong with it, but I'm still going to get you to do it. It makes this the weakest plot. Um, so I'm glad to see that it isn't not, it's not that. Yeah. No, no, no. I really liked it. I really, I, I thought that have you seen the Tim Curry like TV TV series? Yes. No, I haven't. No. Yeah, that, that's probably why. Like that scared the crap out of me when I was a kid. And even though this is told in a very different way, it's a different, it's a similar narrative, obviously, but it's obviously told in a very cinematic yeah. way. And I was preempting certain things just because you remembered him from that, that yeah. mini series. And that scene where, and maybe this probably speaks, maybe some of the chapters in that book, maybe it's like might go darker because yeah. the cast are now adults. But even in the trailer, the old lady was just like, basically uh, reminisces of a scene that um, Jessica Chastain's character has with her father, where she was like, yeah. oh, you're my pretty girl. Yeah. And that just creeps you out so much. So yeah. maybe they are leaning a lot more darker with this. Just yeah. never trust old people, mate. <laughs> just never it's trust old good, people. It's a good mantra for life. Just don't trust them. <laughs> well, in horror movies, maybe. Yeah. Well, don't trust old people. Don't trust, yeah. like, weird toys. Yeah, if they offer you a word as original, mate, run. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right, well then, on that note, that's, that's news for this week. Secretary of State looking at us? I kind of know her. It's like kind of knowing a mermaid. Do you tell people that? She probably doesn't remember who I am. Secretary Field would like to speak with you. With me? I can't shake this feeling that we know each other. We do. We do? Picture me, I guess, maybe like 20 years younger, but like this. Florsky? Yeah! What are you doing these days? I'm a journalist. Longshot is a comedy that came out about three weeks ago apologies we haven't put a review in of this just yet it was just because there was a load of other stuff that came out and this is just the best opportunity to bring it in and also while Hannah's here you've seen it and reviewed it as well so it'd be good to talk about this basically it is a Zeph Rogen movie and I imagine he was high off his face and was watching House of Cards season 5 and went I'll make a comedy of somehow with this well he has said that he's high all the time so I think half of that is definitely right well there, <laughs> there we go so basically the concept is is that Zeph Rogen uh, is a journalist he's got fired from his recent publication uh, and he goes to an event. It turns out this event is run by a secretary of state and who is uh, looking to run for a presidential campaign in a couple of years time. And it turns out that uh, this woman once was his babysitter and they had a interesting romantic moment when he was 13. Or he thought it was romantic anyway. Uh, spoiler alert, he gets a boner and it goes horrifically wrong. <laughs> but isn't Steph the point Rogan. that he doesn't think it's romantic and he's very embarrassed by it? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah of course. <laughs> I was going to say. By 13, yeah. we've all been there. Romantic, not romantic. Um, I have not thing. been there, actually. <laughs> 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 you might have someone who's just like, she used to be my babysitter. <laughs> but, uh, oh, my God, no. Like, maybe, no, but I've never had a boner, so. <laughs> <laughs> just for the record. <laughs> so, 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 just, so we're fielding no more questions at this time, but Hannah Flint does not have a boner. Um, so basically, obviously life's moved on. Uh, she recognises him and offers him a job to be her scriptwriter. And effectively, she is going through a campaign across Europe to get a thing signed off. I don't want to go into any more spoiler details than that, really. Basically, they have to be alone on vacation a lot where he's writing speeches for her. He obviously knows her very well. He's obviously infatuated with her. And there's a comedy in between all of that. Um this has got some really interesting moments where the cast are fucking hilarious, actually. Maybe because I saw another film this week, which uh, I'll review later on, The Hustle, which definitely didn't make me laugh. This one definitely did. Um, there's also a really good payoff. Where is it a spoiler alert to say who the president is? No. No. So uh, 
not Kevin Bob Odenkirk. Bob Odenkirk. Not... <laughs> Thank you. you. I was really struggling to pronounce that. Bob Odenkirk? Is Soul. that It's Soul from Breaking Bad. Oh, yeah. Awesome. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, he, there's obviously a lot of political undertones here as well. He's basically being bit Trumpian in terms of I'm a TV star become president and looking to basically further my career by my own means of being president there is a bit of gender politics here as well Sharice Rong's character is very, very much along the lines of look this is fucking hard anyway let alone being a woman in this industry and mm. on top of that I've got to be cleaner than clean so obviously Seth Rogen when they do start getting romantically involved mm. there's obviously that question about you know do I hide you away because you're a stoner, slob, etc., or do I try and make you into the person I want you to be? And you can imagine the the stories that goes on within that. I will say, Jamie, there is one scene, which is not a spoiler to say because it's not a far stretch of the imagination. You'll generally laugh your ass. So this is the sort of scene where I know you would be there going <laughs> in the back. He legitimately gets jizz on his beard. Brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> his own. Yes, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's better. Hannah, what's your take on this film? Um, uh, it's basically Pretty Woman, isn't it? Yes. If you think about uh, it. Yeah, they yeah. even played a Pretty Woman soundtrack. Yeah, like, yeah, in that it's film. good. Yeah. Tiddly whisper <laughs> on my pillow. Yeah. Uh, and I also, they also um, play play uh, Bruce Springsteen's I'm On Fire, which is oh. one of my favourite songs. And I'm pretty much always like, if you, I said, if you put a Bruce Springsteen song in your movie, you could automatically get one star. It's for me, because I'm that biased <laughs> about Bruce yeah. Springsteen. Um, yeah, it's pretty much Pretty Woman. Um, and I just would say it's still as kind of like, stereotypical as that do I mean pretty cheesy pretty cliched as that obviously it was more relevant to what's going on now um, so you know it's a bit you knew exactly what was going to happen oh yeah yeah this ain't going to reinvent the yeah. world or anything like that but so. it's just I, I think joke wise it's exactly what you go to see a Seth Rogen movie for it's yeah. just honestly from the beginning I was increases I mean <laughs> the opening scene is just it's just Magic. I'm not going to go into detail about it because, again, it's so good. You want to see it first time. And it's also raises an interesting question about spoilers, actually, because how much do you do in a review? Because actually it's the opening section of the film that sets up the type of person that he is. Do you talk about that in reviews? I feel like we've got in such a like I know, paranoia I know. culture I don't days, think we're going to have people hounding us on Twitter if we, yeah. we say the intro to, yeah. to Longshot. I mean, I do, do you want me to tell yeah, you? Yeah, go so, for it, yeah. so he's, you know, he's an undercover journalist. Well, he's an investigative journalist. Um, and so he goes to um, a white nationalist, like a neo-Nazi party. <laughs> and he's trying to, like, get the, you know, get the 411 on the yeah. Nazis. Um and so there's that whole like scene about him trying to do it, and then they say get a not get a swastika tattoo. So there's this, and it's kind of a brilliant, you know, it's just kind of sets it up for how awkward this is going to be. Yeah. I also think you know he he surrounds himself with really really great stars like O'Shea Jackson um, Jr., who we know from Straight Out Content and also being Ice Cube's son. He is hilarious in it. Um, and there's also what's the woman's name who plays her secretary? And I oh. love her because she's in Grace and Frankie. Yes, and she's, she's also, been in Doctor Who as well, isn't she? Has she? Yeah, I think she's. Oh, been well, she's also been in. Did you ever see that TV series that was like a web series, but it was on Netflix called Burning Love, which is a send up of The Bachelor. But it yeah. had um, what's his name? Oh, what's the name? Oh God, it's so annoying. It's going to come to you at like three I in the know, morning. And you'll I scream. Know. It. Oh, it's this guy. He's always in, he's like been in so many different, just basically every comedy actor you've ever thought of is basically in this show. Um, and she's like the lead. She played, in, if you've seen Grace and Frankie, she's the eldest daughter who runs the, um, who runs the beauty business. Yeah. 
Sorry, I forgot your name. Uh, so she's in it. And I, like we said, Bob Odenkirk is amazing. Mm. Who else is there in it? Oh, God. So cast-wise... Uh, You'll have it now. Yeah, I'm on IMDb at the moment. I don't claim to... I, no, I, no, I'm, I'm literally it's great. Uh, Ravi Patel is yeah. in this as well. He's hilarious. Yeah. Uh, Andy Circus. He plays, oh, yes. He he's plays essentially the... being Mr. Burns slash... Who's the guy who he's, owns... He's the Australian based... guy who owns everything. Oh, yeah. Rupert, Rupert Murdoch. Murdoch. Yeah, he's basically being Like that kind of thing. Yeah. I thought it was just really funny and I think if you love Seth Rogen's humour it's the funniest things he's done since like Sausage Party which I thought was hilarious as well that scene Um, at the end of Sausage Party still haunts me oh my god I know (laughs) I was like is this on new porn because this is a very specific (laughs) specific like type of um Porn. Yeah, food yeah. porn. Um, I also think Charlize Theron is fantastic. Oh, she's and she got doesn't, such good comedy shops. She, she? Yeah, she deserves so much credit for her comedy, like in Young Adult. And I mean, Tully wasn't as like funny. It was a bit of a dark comedy. No, but even thing, in but A Million Ways to Die in the West, which I don't think is a particularly great film, it's she's, a terrible she's film. good in that film. <laughs> but she's good in that film. Yeah, she's so good. And I think we really underestimate. What I, I, what I really like about Charlize Theron, and I think she's someone who has no... Um, she leaves everything... Um, She's she has no inhibitions like when it comes to acting she doesn't have any um, no insecurities. Do you know what I mean? It's like she's just willing to put herself out there. There's a phenomenal scene where they, they go all get high, and that is like I'm not gonna say any more. But it's just so good, yeah. so well acted, and yeah, I love Charlize Theron. So she should get just as much um, credit as Seth Rogen. Oh yeah, definitely. But um, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed it. I recommend but, it. I gave it four stars on Talk Film Podcast. Oh, wow. Well, for for. That alone, I'll go, I'll concur. To be fair, I did give an extra star for um, Bruce Bruce Springsteen. Well, well, jizz on the beard, that does it, that that gives the extra star. No, now it's like, it was there something about Mary? Now it's, now it's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. All right, so there you have it. Four out of five, the long shot. It's Pretty Woman, but she's Richard Gere and you're Julia Roberts. Honestly, this has been the best few weeks of my entire life. A thousand constituents, how they would feel if Kate Middleton, I see where you're going with this, were to start dating Danny DeVito. Pretty negative reaction. Box Office Higher or Lower, it's a game that we play with guests, everyone likes it. It's essentially, I go to boxofficemojo.com, I look up a bunch of uh, films that have grossed in that opening weekend, and I'll I'll say to my guests, uh, for example, Hannah, Avengers Infinity War and its opening weekend grossed $257 million in the US. Endgame, higher or lower? Higher. Higher, you're correct. There you go, see, there we go, it's easy. Yeah, and yeah, since... Oh my God, do I get a Brucey bonus? There are. <laughs> <laughs> there is a bonus round at the end. So essentially... Uh, Given your knowledge on the MCU, I thought I'd base it on the MCU. So okay. I'll start with yourself. As soon as you get one wrong, I then go to Jamie and then at the end we tote up oh, okay, for a winner. Cool, this feels okay. biased. <laughs> <laughs> this is 11 years worth of stuff there, and I probably yeah, yeah. don't. Where's the Kevin Costner round? <laughs> <laughs> We've done a Kevin Costner game yeah, and you failed. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't do very well because everybody else in the Kevin Costner film has never acted again. <laughs> no, no idea. He's the are. career ender. <laughs> okay, so Hannah, Iron Man three and its opening box office weekend grossed 174 million dollars. Captain America: The Winter Soldier, higher or lower? Uh, higher. It was lower. No. Oh. Captain America: The Winter Soldier grossed. I just 95. assume that like after like because wait, is it Captain America: Winter Soldier came out before or after? It came out after. 
Oh, yeah. yeah okay, fair, fair, fair enough. See, fair the enough. danger is you've got knowledge on this. I've just got dumb luck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, no. I'm I, making educated guesses, yeah, but sometimes I've, they're not educated enough. <laughs> I've, I've deliberately tried to fuck with this so people oh. with educated oh, guesses okay, will be... Oh, okay, fine, fine, fine. Oh, it's a different... Good okay, right, luck. right. Glass is off, ready. <laughs> All right, okay, so Jamie, Captain America, Winter Soldier, grossed $95 million on the opening box office weekend. Doctor Strange, higher or lower? Lower. That is correct. Yes. Damn luck. Okay, so Jamie, while you're, while you're, you're still on it, so oh, yeah, Doctor yeah. Strange grossed $85 million on its opening box office weekend. The original Iron Man. Higher. You are correct. Yeah. Okay, so, oh, okay, so bear in mind, first film after Infinity War, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Higher or lower? Lower. Can you see my fucking screen? No, I can't. <laughs> yes, you're you're good. Yes. You're good at the moment. Okay. So, Ant-Man and the Wasp, The Avengers, higher or lower? Higher. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> if you legitimately cheating, I'm going to fucking he, kill you. He's not enjoying <laughs> No, he's this. not. He's not enjoying it. I'm not enjoying this at all. Okay, so, okay, so, from one Avengers movie to kind of an Avengers movie, right? It had, it had the cast of the Avengers in Captain America Civil War, higher or lower? Oh. Higher? It was lower. Oh. oh, God. Okay, so, Hannah, Captain America... That was America. really good, though. Well done. Yeah, yeah it was amazing, right? Good, good little streak. <laughs> okay, so, Captain America, uh, Civil War, grossed $179 million for Ragnarok, higher or lower? Uh, oh, God. I don't know what. I've so, you're thinking about so many thinking. different things now, aren't thing. you? Wait a sec. Captain America, Civil War... Lower. You are correct. Yes. Lower. Even though that's like my oh, favourite movie ever. <laughs> what one? So what? Uh, no, Thor Ragnarok. Yeah, oh, I, I love it. it. I love it. I, I love re- Thor. I loved all of them except for Dark World. And I think Thor, first Thor, is underrated. It's so fucking good. And I feel like a lot of people sleep, sleep on it. Mm. It was but, great. Yeah, I went through a bit like a, a Marvel marathon before Endgame. And I remember enjoying Thor far more than I did the first time it came out. I'm Mate. sorry, but when he smashes the glass down, another! Another, yeah, yeah. yeah. Brilliant, I've I stuff it. that so like, you're big, but four bigger. <laughs> I think what put me off, though, was because at this point, I was an insecure guy, sitting there with my girlfriend, who then eventually became my wife, making audible gasps every time Chris Hemsworth took his shirt off. And I was like, well... Oh. Yeah, but you had better eyebrows back then because whoever <laughs> made the decision to bleach his eyebrows... Well, that is a good point. And the beard as well. They did, yeah. they did correct that. Josh Whedon must have gone, nah. Yeah. No, 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 do, 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 get rid of that. Okay, so Thor Ragnarok grossed $122 million on its opening wow, weekend. That's all, that's all Captain Marvel, higher or lower? Higher. That is correct. Mm. That made like a billion pretty quickly as well. It did. did it grossed it? 153, but it had it had legs and yeah. it just it done really, really well. Yeah. So from Captain Marvel to Avengers Age of Ultron, higher or lower? What was what was Captain Marvel? So Captain Marvel, 153 million. Opening weekend in the US. Uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. Higher or lower? Higher? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I would have gone for lower. So I that- think in about then time that had enough of the first Avengers. Like I yeah. think it had enough legs that people were really mm. into it. Yep. So Avengers Age of Ultron, you know, it was uh, it nearly, nearly beat Avengers, which at the time was the highest grossing mm. film ever at that point. Uh, obviously bar Avatar. Um so from Age of Ultron, Black Panther, higher or lower? Higher. Yep. No, there's no way. That's like one of the biggest That's ones ever. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was hoping to make you doubt yourself because nah. you were thinking, <laughs> I was, oh, like, like, I was waiting together. for you Black Panther. Okay, all right. So this is probably a given then. Uh, anyway, Black Panther grossed $202 million opening box office weekend. Spider-Man Homecoming, higher or lower? Lower. 
Yep. What was the value on that one? Uh, oh, okay, okay, I'll get that. So $117 million over the box. 117 million, yep. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so, still more than I think it should be. Oh, come on, man. You know what? Wow. I haven't seen it. I haven't yeah. seen it. Next time you're around mine, we'll watch Homecoming. Okay. It's nice. good. See, this is what annoys me. Have an opinion when you've seen the movie. Yeah, okay, Don't have an opinion okay. you haven't. I, just, okay. I, I have, I have a, an opinion on the, the, the back catalogue. That's all I have an opinion on. Michael I, I Keaton. To... Michael Keaton should be enough for you to want to watch Yeah, I, I need to watch. I do, I do appreciate it. Okay, so Spider-Man Homecoming, 117. Guardians of the Galaxy, the first mm. movie. Higher or lower? Oh. Higher? Mm. Guardians of the Galaxy was lower. Oh, oh wow. I would have gone for high. I thought it was quite enough people in that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What so was it lower by, though? It was It was 94 million. Uh, oh, that's quite a bit. It's yeah, but no one... Million. I mean, we, we forget then, that it was uh, unknown. inflation as well. It was also unknown at the yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, these has been adjusted for inflation. Oh, there's like a... <laughs> <laughs> this is where I put my glasses on and push them up my nose and go, hmm, I have accounted for that. Um, yeah, it's launching a brand new thing and Spider-Man's obviously already got established through yeah. Civil War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. True, true yeah. So anyway, with that in mind, then Jamie, you're back on the board. So Guardians of the Galaxy grows ninety-four million dollars in its opening box office weekend. Now, from one origin film to another, Captain America: The First Avenger, higher or lower? Oh, it's got to be higher. This cat. It was lower. It was yeah. one of the lowest grossing oh, wow. MCU movies because everyone it had really bad reviews, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Also, just a question, like quick Cap. one, just to say, right? That's called Captain America: The First Avenger, but then. But then Carol Danvers is called Carol Avenger Danvers, and that's why they create the Avengers Initiative, which you see in that movie. So how is how is Captain America the first Avenger? I, I, she's the first Avenger because she's wanted a name. Do you know what I mean? It's like surely you would have suggested the name the Avengers Initiative yeah. for Captain America, right? Yeah, I, I not Captain yeah. Marvel. Anyway, look, that's I'm going to go Austin Powers and go boss side on that. I, I have no <laughs> idea how to explain that. Um, so anyway, back to back to Hannah. So. We were talking about the first Avenger, Captain America, 65 million at gross and opening box office weekend. Yeah. The Incredible Hulk, higher or lower? Oh, lower. That's correct. It is the lowest um, yeah. that's oh, wow. grossed. Uh, so, I've already, I've, damn it, I've given it away. So, you've got to know the answer, aren't you? Guardians of the Galaxy <laughs> Volume 2, higher or lower? Higher. Oh. That is correct. Uh, for the Dark World, higher or lower? What was Cat? Uh, sorry, sorry, audience? sorry, you're right. Thanks for keeping me on yeah. the integrity of this game. Um, <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 grossed $146 million on its oh, opening lower. weekend. Yes, for the Dark World grossed 85 So, from for the Dark World to four, higher or lower? Lower. Lower, but only by like $10,000. Yeah. yeah. It's insane. Wow, was that knowledge? That was because I think I, I think I wrote about something about like whether the Thor. I think I wrote a few things about Thor, and also <laughs> maybe do you. I love Thor? Is <laughs> <laughs> Thor my love? Yeah, yeah, maybe that is. Wow, wow. well, one. okay, and just to wrap it up, then um, from one origin story again to another, Ant Man, higher or lower? What do we say for Thor? So Thor is sixty-five. Sixty-five. Oh my God, does this mean if I don't get this right, Jamie wins? Let me uh, check my notes. Oh, is it about who got the one? Count, count my, count my things. No, you've, you've, you've smashed him. Oh, uh, yeah. have I? Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. So you've uh, done right. really well, but she, so, she had like a run of like ten. No. Okay. <laughs> um, wait a sec. So sixty-five for thingy. Sixty-five for four. Higher. It was lower. Oh, uh, that's uh, the one. What was it below by? By oh, 10 million. 10 million. Well, there we go. Oh, I love that man. It was one of my favourites. I yeah, well. I love yeah. Him. yeah, yeah. Oh, I, I think um I think honestly, again, another one who's totally underrated, yeah. and I think he just brings so much to the MCU, much needed like levity. That is that's why I'm really glad the direction where Thor went. Because mm. he was always there. The comedy was always oh, there. Yeah, they just yeah, needed yeah. the right so writers funny. on it. That's so funny. have you ever watched the Paul Rudd YouTube? 
video where he plays quantum chess against Stephen Hawking. I have seen this video. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, um, and he up, he's got a trailer coming yeah. out for Pepsi. Has he? Coming out with Michael <laughs> Peña and it's directed by Taika Waititi. Oh, we need to see this. Oh, we need yeah, this now. Yeah, I interviewed him for it and then they decided to... We were going to get this interview out before before um, Endgame and then they said they're pushing it back to June. I was like, well, I didn't ask like all my questions that I asked him. Oh. Just so... But he did say he prefers Captain with a beard. So there we go. There we go. So he's Cap with beard. Cap with beard. <laughs> there we go. So anyway, on that, thank you. You definitely know your MCU box office. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just get a glass of water, please. I have to save all my money because I'm here to find my sister. She's been taken. Taken? Like? Like by men who sell hot white virgins to kajillionaires on yachts. I am very moved by your story. Order anything you like. I'll have a club sandwich and an order of fries. Two slices of cake. Do you want anything? The Hustle is actually a remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. They've taken the classic 80s movie and done a bit of a revamp for modern audiences. One of the parts of that revamp is doing a gender swap on the main characters. So instead of Michael Caine and Steve Martin, we've got Rebel Wilson and Anne Hathaway. Anne Hathaway plays Josephine Chesterfield, a.k.a. the Michael Caine character. She has been living the life of Riley in a fictional French town... It's basically Monaco without saying Monaco, where she has been, as a con artist, preying on the weak and stupid and making a damn good job of it. Rebel Wilson plays a typical Rebel Wilson character. It's a kind of down-on-her-luck, uh, kind of classless bimbo who's been basically ripping off guys in bars and has stumbled upon this little French suburb. When she's there, she's preying on the, the weak and stupid, just like Anne Hathaway's character, and they stumble upon each other, realising there's competition to basically mess up the status quo. Uh, affectionately, they end up moving in with each other they spot a big mark and there's a competition a tit for tat can you rip this person off faster than i can that one person's played by alex sharp he's playing a guy called thomas westerberg essentially he's mark zuckerberg and they're trying to basically pull off a heist schemey prank thing against each other that's about all i can really say you can see from the trailers basically where this goes it plays on a lot of the same beats it kind of plays on some of the same jokes from the original movie whilst adding its own flair to this this is very much a very stereotypical rebel wilson part that she's in this very typical movie from that and heavyway is okay in this she does a really interesting british accent uh, which some people have been laughing at a little bit maybe for the wrong reasons and unfortunately that's probably the only amount of laughs that you're actually going to get from this film when we started this podcast about two years ago me and john said we're not going to review films we don't like and if we've got nothing to say we just won't say anything so i'm trying to uphold that but unfortunately we got invited to this screening we went to it so i've got to do my review there's not really much joy to be had in this film look there is an audience out there that is going to enjoy this film um, I am not that audience. But what I will say is that there are some nice, charming scenes in this. I think the actual backing score is beautiful. There's a real nice, charming, elegant, nostalgic uh, theme going through. That I thought was fantastic. Some of the cinematography is actually beautiful, seeing seeing France. I mean, come on, it's the location's beautiful as it is. You don't necessarily... Uh, the storyline obviously wouldn't have downplayed that part of it. I thought Anne Hathaway does actually have some good, funny lines in this. She works with what she's got. And Rebel Wilson, again... If you like her, if you like her movies, then you're going to love this. I always judge a film by how many times I laugh in the cinema. If, it la if I laugh at least more 
three or four times and that's kind of enough to pass it as a comedy and um, it didn't pass the test i then stopped a few people at the end of the screening just because i was like was this just a film not made for me or is it just not funny and i think the consensus from the critics anyway was that this film is not funny when i look at the scores on rotten tomatoes that kind of gives a sort of same same result uh, audience scores is more about the 44 percent mark which is probably along the lines of what people might uh you know there, there are there is a fan base out there for this movie that's just not me uh, i'm gonna go two out of five it's got some funny elements but unfortunately i'm not gonna watch this again and i can't really recommend it to be honest um other than if you're a fan of of rebel wilson movies this is probably a film for you so there you have it two out of five the hustle she must mean pheasants, yeah? Don't worry, darling, it's a terrible shot. <laughs> that was unexpected. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to this as much as we've enjoyed making it, please click on the like, subscribe, follow, whatever button it is that you get more content from Talk Film with me. Every Monday we drop a playlist on Spotify of our favourite film, uh, our favourite films, our favourite soundtracks from films. Hannah, on the spot, what's your favourite film soundtrack? Do you know? There we go. There'll be a song from that Yay. in there on Monday. Anyway, Hannah, how can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Hannah Flint. No H on the end of my name. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, you can look at my Instagram. It's just a load of selfies. <laughs> <laughs> Hannah Ines Flint. Uh, so, yeah, um, that's all you need to Oh, and also follow Talk Film at Talk Film Podcast. You can find us on Spotify, iTunes. And we do weekly film reviews and also interviews. When is this going out? Uh, tomorrow. Tomorrow, okay, cool, because then you can listen to my interviews with Claire Denis and Amrosanti and on Monday, Ron Perlman, and we talk all about Hellboy. Oh, oh my oh, God. Yes, Hashtag so. my, my Hellboy. Yeah. Like yeah. He, Absolutely. Yeah. The only Hellboy we recognise. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, Jamie, you've got stuff. <laughs> Top that. How do people find you? <laughs> uh, right. <laughs> uh, on Twitter, at Mr. Hannon in Space, and that's the only social media I believe in. <laughs> Hanun <laughs> in space uh, next week we'll be back with reviews games and everything else in between of that stay filmy till next time we're down in the basement we'll lock the cellar door and baby talk filmy to me